Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Graham Ledger. Next on the Ledger Report, fear not in 2023. Fear not based on our faith in the Lord God, the gospel, And the United States Constitution, 2023, potentially, could be a year of going into uncharted territory. I'll explain why and why we have to have faith. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. from South Carolina seek recognition. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The catastrophic Chinese spy balloon spectacle clearly threatened American families from Alaska to Missouri to North Carolina to my home community in South Carolina with Fort Jackson and the Savannah River site. This confirms that President Biden and Vice President Harris should resign. My call for their resignation was valid in August 2021 due to the surrender and disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan with 13 dead, creating a safe haven for terrorists to attack American families. It was not political in 2021 when the succeeding president, then Speaker Nancy Pelosi, would have been a Democrat, now in 2023, with Speaker Kevin McCarthy a Republican. It's irrelevant for American families which party is in power because the first criteria of a leader should be their capability, regardless of party, and sadly, Biden and Harris are failures. Resignation now is further reinforced by their open border policies, having allowed hundreds of identified terrorists into America to commit mass murder. When the domestic attack occurs, Biden and Harris will not be able to adequately respond. Credible leadership is imperative to protect American families. I yield back. Stop the tape. Now, this is Joe Wilson. I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Remember Joe Wilson? In 2009, he's the one who sat there in the well of the House of Representatives to Obama's left when Obama was talking about Obamacare and you can keep your doctor, which was a lie, and it's not going to raise rates, which was a lie. And then he got to the part where Obama was talking about and the illegals are not going to have uh, free health care in this country, a lie. And Joe Wilson stood up there and said, you lie. <laughs> Remember that? It was a classic. It was a classic. And at that moment, I thought we had a new leader in the Republican Party in, in Joe Wilson. Clearly, I was wrong. Now, I, you know, I'm sure, like I said, the kind of guy maybe you, you golf 18 with, you have a good time, and uh, maybe you have a cocktail afterwards, a, a beer with the guy. Maybe he's a nice guy. But clearly, he's not even coherent in, in what he was saying on the, well, the House of Representatives there. His, his point is, is that Biden and Harris should resign. Well, 
I got a bridge uh, right there in Brooklyn to sell you, too, uh, uh, when both of those things happen. I mean, come on. We're at war right now. This is an internal war in this republic. We are battling for the heart and soul. I just saw a video produced by Russian propagandists, but it was a it was to the point video. It made sense. And it started off, it was about a one minute video. I don't even know if you call it propaganda, it's the truth. It was a one minute video and it showed all these gay couples with babies in this country. And they had the, the, red, the uh, rainbow flag in each of these pictures. So gay couples with babies. And then the other half of the video was Russian fa normal families with normal kids. I'm talking, sorry, but I'm talking normal. Husband, wife, 2.5 children in each picture. And I said to myself, wow, what a powerful video. I mean, it makes you want to be on the side of Putin, which I'm not. I don't want to get into the Ukraine thing. I've spoken about that enough. There is no hero. There is no winner. They're both corrupt. It's disgusting, frankly, but you also have to look at hundreds and hundreds of years of history there. Yeah, going back to the Soviet Union, but also even prior to that. There's been all kinds of conflict going on in that region of the world. And so this is nothing new, frankly. And we know what Putin is after. It's, it's pretty obvious. But the bottom line is, Joe Wilson is not the kind of guy who's going to lead this republic back to the Constitution where it belongs. Is he? No, he's not. And the balloon debacle. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. You think the way I do on that. It was embarrassing. It was disgusting. And then this revisionism that was going on. Oh, well, there were balloons during the uh, Trump era as well. Well, Donald Trump said, I, I was never informed of any balloons. Oh, well, there were balloons. And then we find out that NORAD said, yeah, there were balloons. We just either didn't know about it. We didn't tell the president. Oh, man. I mean, think about it. With all the equipment we have, with all the monitoring, a balloon gets by NORAD at 60,000 feet? I mean, come on. Aircraft? We have some aircraft that can fly at that altitude. I think Elon Musk might have been able to help out on this one. If it were me and I was in the Oval Office, I would have said, do everything you can to bring that balloon down. I want to see what's in it. And do it on American soil in a you know, desolate area. I don't know. Get an Osprey up there with the oxygen mass, and I don't know. Don't tell me an Osprey can't fly at 60,000. I don't know. But I know we have a giant net, okay? <laughs> and then waits, and then down it goes. Somebody said, oh, there's explosives on the thing. Okay, all right, there's ex but what the hell else is in there? I want to know if there's another China virus you know, contained within that, uh, maybe it's not hot air, right? Or maybe it's not helium, or maybe it's the next Hindenburg. I want to know, I want to know. I don't want to shoot it down over the ocean and now it's down there swimming among the fishes with Jimmy Hoffa. Here's where I'm going, and I, I, sorry, I apologize for being all over the map. Fear not is my message. Fear not. But I want to remind you, this program is brought to you by America's Best Beef Jerky. Go to americasbestbeefjerky.com, and you're going to get up to 15% off when you put L-E-D-G-E-R 
almost couldn't remember my own name. Ledger in the promo code box. L-E-D-G-E-R, Ledger, in the promo box, and they'll give you up to 15% off. This is a great beef jerky. It's wonderful. I have some right here. Uh, and it also uh, helps veterans. It's, a, it, it's an organization that helps veterans stay alive. Let's put it that way. My pillow. Now, I am waiting deliciously here for my, my pillow 2.0. Mike Lindell has now reinvented the reinventing of the pillow. So we have a, we have a my pillow 2.0. And it's in the mail, I'm being told. And I'm hearing some reviews. I was contacting Dawn, who is uh, Mike Lindell's assistant. And I said, What's, you know, what are the greater reviews? And she hasn't gotten back to me by the time we went on the, on the air with this program. But I know I've seen some, and uh, I'm hearing it's awesome. And it's the same thing. You, know, you get the pillow, it's wrapped up, and you put it in the, in the dryer uh, in low heat. The, the, the 1.0, you put it in high heat. Apparently, this is low heat. For me, heat is heat. I'm not a good dryer, but I try and follow directions. I don't like doing laundry, okay? I really don't. Tedious tasks, I do not like, and this is one of them. But I get a MyPillow out of it, so I'm happy. So go to MyPillow.com. Also put Ledger in the promo code box, 66% off, up to 66% off. Um, these are, oh, and these pillows, by the way, you can order different varieties of them. You, you know, you can do the, the, the firm the medium and the, and the soft. And I think I did, the, I think I did the, the medium. Also, Relief Factor, this program is brought to you by Relief Factor, 833-425-7246, 833-425-7246. For a little bit of arthritis pains that I have, take this uh, wonderful uh, homeopathic remedy whenever I can. If you wanna get a hold of me, Graham Ledger 411 GrahamLedger411 at gmail.com. Fear not. Psalms 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold in my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I'm focusing on fear or not to fear the unknown because I hope that I'm correct, that in 2023, this calendar year, that we're going to see certain things not balloons, maybe we'll see balloons. And by the way, it was a trial balloon as well. Just see what China Joe uh, is capable of. Well, we know what he's capable of, dithering. Well, he waited for uh, the okay from the generals. Excuse me, but <laughs> who's the commander in chief ostensibly? All right, let's put it this way. Rephrase that, Mr. Ledger, I will. Who is the occupant of the Oval Office? So he, 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 he says, okay, well, I want to shoot the thing down, but the general said no. Who's the commander-in-chief here? Oh, I know. It's Susan Rice. Um, fear not, because I think that we're about to go into some territory that has not been charted before. And it has to do with the United States Constitution. And it has to do with fixing this republic. And I am all for it. I am all for pulling out the stops, pulling the ripcord in this country. Because clearly, we are, if we're not out of time, we're getting damn close to being out of time to fixing this country. And I want to I wanna do it for my child. And so I say to you, do the same. And if you don't have any children, do it for your nieces and your nephews. And if you don't have any nieces and nephews, 
Do it for your brethren at church. And if you don't go to church, God bless you. But the vast majority of us either do go to church, we do have offspring, we do have grandkids in some case. Do it for your grandkids. Get behind this movement that I think is going to start gaining steam this year. And it's one that I've talked to you about off and on many times. It's the Article 5 Convention of the States. Oh, a constitutional convention, Grant? No, it's not a constitutional convention. We had one constitutional convention in 1787. But the framers of the Constitution in Article 5 gave us two ways to amend the Constitution. One has been done 27 times, well, it's 26 and a half times, because the 21st Amendment was darn close to what we're talking about here. It, every other amendment has originated in the Congress and then was sent to the states. The 21st Amendment was legislation that asked the states to take the issue up to repeal the 18th Amendment, which was prohibition. But Article 5, the second way, the pure way, a convention of the states bypassing Congress, effectively telling Congress, hey, you're a secretary in this process, has never been done, purely, has never been executed in this country. And there are people who are against it, and there are people who want to debate me on this. And I, I say to them, and I say this lovingly, Okay? I say this lovingly. What is there to debate? That's like you husbands out there or your wives out there turning to your spouse and saying, let's debate whether we should be married or not. And you've been married for 10 years or 5 years or 20 years or 30 years. <laughs> What's there to debate? You're married. You're married! The framers of the Constitution gave us the First Amendment thank God. They gave us the Second Amendment, thank God. They gave us the Fifth Amendment. They gave us the Ninth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment. Okay? The framers gave us that. Remember, this was part of the deal. When the Constitution was ratified by the several states back then, which was 13, I think it was official by 1789, if I remember right, there was a deal brokered that they would go back and they would amend the Constitution right away and give us the Bill of Rights, which is the first ten amendments, which is what we have now. Okay? So they, the framers gave us the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, not simultaneously, but pretty close to it, within a few years of each other. And they gave us an ability to amend the founding document, which is very, very important. It's a solemn duty. And we screwed it up a couple times here and there in terms of these amendments. For example, the 18th Amendment. I mean, that really, to outlaw alcohol is, you know, obviously is, is a rather kind of radical, in my opinion. I'm, you know, one part libertarian. I think that's cuckoo. But somehow um, it happened. But this other way has never been done before. So I say to you, fear not. But I also ask you honestly and plaintively, a few questions, okay? So what is your plan to rein in the $31.5 trillion debt? Do you have a plan to do that? Does Washington have a plan to do that? Does anybody have a plan? Outside of my buddy Art Laffer, does anybody have a plan to deal with the 
trillion dollar debt, and this whole kabuki theater with the debt ceiling. It's nonsense. Everybody knows what their debt ceiling is in their house. You don't just arbitrarily raise it. <laughs> Yet somehow in Washington, D.C. we do that. This because they overspend. It's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. To understand the debt ceiling is Washington is spending money it doesn't have, so they have to ask for more debt. And I would say no. Personally, that's what I would do. $31.5 trillion debt. What's your plan to deal with that? You know, sometime this year, we're going to be paying as a country on that $31.5 trillion because interest rates are going up per annum. The interest on that debt is going to top a trillion dollars. Now, I know that your eyeballs start rolling in the back of your head and think, oh my God, all these numbers. But just remember one thing, that if we don't address this, we're toast. We're Greece as a country. So what's your plan there? What's your plan to stop the invasion at the border? I've offered some plans. They may not be great. I've offered the plan that we go down there with our shotguns. And why not? That's our house. It may be in Texas. It may be New Mexico. It may be parts of California. It may be parts of Arizona. But that's our house. Part of our 50 states. And we have every right to defend our house. Do we not? I've also proffered an idea where we come up with some sort of hybrid plan where the, the governors, along with the United States military, um, in some form or another, uh, take over control of the border. Take it away from the president. Take it away from Congress. Make it local. I'm open. Maybe you put it on the counties. Maybe the border counties are in charge. As a group. Whatever. Well, what's your plan? It's a debacle. It's been a debacle for 50 years. We've had ebbs and flows, and we've had some great presidents, like Donald Trump, trying to fix it. But look, look where we are. After four years of Donald Trump, we have the worst attack on American soil in the history of this country. Going on as we speak. What is your plan to stop that? What is your plan to enact permanent election reform? Hmm? What is your plan? I was shocked. I'm at the local Republican meeting. And they're going through, you know, this is what you do as a member of the Republican Party here in this county, blah, blah, blah. blah. And we encourage you to sign up for vote by mail. I said, <laughs> excuse me, you know, you know me, I can't, I can't just sit there and say, excuse me, okay, yeah, I'll just vote by mail. Are you out of your mind? Okay, I understand, I understand. And when I, I listen to Joe Wilson asking to resign, I say, no, don't ask him to resign, Joe. You need to impeach this sucker. You, the Republican Party blew it. Day, it's over. They had a shot. They're not going to do it. They don't have the backbone to do it. Day one, they should have impeached Joe Biden. Oh, my grandma, or it's going to die in the Senate. Yes, and impeachment died in the Senate with Donald Trump. If you don't play by their rules, you're going to be beat by them. And that's what's going on constantly by the modern Republican Party. Joe Wilson, go take your medication, go watch the State of the Union, and you know, we'll see you uh, the next time you give one of these enthralling speeches on the floor of the House. Now, God bless you. Like I said, maybe we'll play around at golf one day. What's your plan to repeal the 16th Amendment? Oh, Graham, you can't repeal the 16th Amendment. That's the... Sure. Why not? Again, 
Do not be afraid. Think about states like Florida, okay? Florida has no income tax, no state income tax, yet somehow it has tax revenue coming in, right? Well, we might have to be a little bit leaner at the federal government if we erase the income tax, but by God, I'm there. And right along with it, the 17th Amendment, by the way, repeal that. That was maybe the greatest debacle among the amendments, right? I mean, the 18th Amendment was bad, but the 17th Amendment, and I would say the 16th Amendment, I don't know what's worse, frankly. The 16th Amendment is an attack on the soul as a human being. You are on this planet for a finite amount of time, and they're taxing you on your time. That's what income tax is. What is your plan to eliminate the Department of Education? Hmm? You know where the Department of Education is headed if it's not already there, not just CRT and infusing that and free lunches and free this and free that, but it's going to be drag queens. You know that. It's coming. What is your plan to eliminate the Department of Education? I did that. What is your plan to halt people like... Now remember this one, okay? This one's going to sting. What is your plan to halt people like disgraced former FBI agent Peter Strzok from collecting a big fat government pension. Now, I hate to bring up this person, but he's emblematic of what I'm talking about. Should Peter Strzok be getting any kind of pension that we're paying for? This disgraceful human being who set up General Flynn? Among, think about all the other things this guy has done that we don't even know about. Yeah, he's not in office anymore. He's not quote, serving anymore, he ought to be in jail. And we're going to give him a big fat pension? I'm sorry, I have a problem with that. What is your plan to end the career bureaucrats like Strzok, although he's not career anymore, end career bureaucrats and government partisans who you know, permeate agencies like the DOJ or the IRS or the EPA? What's your plan to sunset those people? What's your plan to get rid of people, cycle people in and cycle people out. Do you have a plan for that? What is your plan to limit the influence of K Street lobbyists? Hmm? That one we don't talk about all that much. I wanted to take a side route here just for a second. The framers of the Constitution didn't have a problem with lobbying and lobbyists, okay? I don't know that they could have predicted exactly the way it works now. When you get this entrenched uh, member of Congress, like, think, Mitch McConnell, or Chuck Schumer, and the way that these lobbyists can affect the way they navigate through Washington, D.C., and the way they vote. I don't think they quite had that on their mind. But we are lobbyists, too, if you think about it. The American people are lobbyists. When you call up your congressman or woman, or you write them an email, you're a lobbyist. So we don't want to do away with lobbyists, but we would like to mitigate this undue influence, like from Pfizer. You know, the, the pharmaceutical lobby industry? I think there's ways to do that, but what's your plan? Hmm? What is your plan to retire Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell? Hmm? We had this nice gentleman running against Chuck Schumer in New York this last election cycle in 2022, and he got hammered. And I had a friend of mine who was uh, helping with his campaign, and you know, you got to really get behind this guy, and I, <laughs> I, I do support people like that.
I do support whoever the candidate is against Nancy Pelosi or, or Adam Schiff. When my buddy was running against Adam Schiff, as a matter of fact, in California. But I, am I going to bet my house they're going to beat these guys? No. They're entrenched, if they ever were entrenched. These people are entrenched. So how do we get rid of them? Do you have a plan? Do you have a plan to get rid of Mitch McConnell? You people in Kentucky, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. This is say we're not happy with you, okay? At least half of your senatorial uh, team we're not happy with. Um, what is your plan to uh, moor this country back to the United States Constitution? That's the bottom line here, right? We have become unmoored from the Constitution. As a society, we are becoming more and more unmoored from the New Testament, the Gospel, the Bible, which is what our Constitution is founded upon. And there's a direct correlation between the two. Think inner-city moms, right? You lose Christianity, what do you replace it with? Right? All matter doesn't, it never gets destroyed in this, in this universe. Right? Matter can't be destroyed and it can't be created unless you're God. Which I asked the people who, who consider the Big Bang theory, you know, how everything started. So how did the, how did the nucleus of the Big Bang start? What, what generated all that? Did something, some entity, something somewhere... You can't create something out of nothing. That's what they say. So when the inner city single parent moms raise these kids with no religion, what do they replace it with? Government. We have become unmoored from the Constitution simultaneously as we have become unmoored from religion, a.k.a. Christianity, which is what this country is founded upon. And so... What is the plan to do all of those things? How do you? You just want to vote for good people? That is not working out so well, is it? I mean, like I say, we have ebbs and flows, and we get a Reagan once in a while, and we get a Trump once in a while, and then we get a Bush. A couple of Bushes. In many ways, Clinton was better than the Bushes. Uh, I hate to say that, but uh, that's kind of the way I look at it. And Obama is better than whoever is the occupant of the Oval Office right now. Although Obama did great, great structural damage to this country. And among the biggest is Obamacare, which now is a huge chunk. HHS is a huge chunk of, quote, mandatory spending uh, in this country. So how do we do all these things? How do we fix this? Well, Article 5. I want to encourage you to go to the Article 5 library. I didn't even know this thing existed until about two weeks ago. Um, I've talked about it, studied it. I didn't know Article 5 library. Basically, what this is is a repository for all of the petitions from states. And they stuck it all on this one site. And you can see, it dates back to, I think, the, the 20s or the 30s. There's dozens and dozens of petitions. And when you look in the aggregate, and you look at how many states have petitioned uh, for an Article 5 to trigger an Article 5 convention of the states, it's 42. Some people will say 39. This says 42, whatever. The threshold in the Constitution per Article 5 is two-thirds the states. Well, 
I went to a state university, so it takes me a little bit of time to do the math, but I think that's more than two-thirds of states, 42. So what does that tell you? It tells you we are there. So now what? Now it's a matter of what we do. What, what do we do now? And likely you're in a state that has petitioned to be part of a convention of the states. Think about that. You're on the precipice of history, and we want to trigger it now. There's no reason to wait. There's many avenues that are going on with this issue, and there's many competing factions, and I don't like it. I talk to every one of them. I give them the same message. Don't wait. Now is the time. There is no blueprint for this. A convention of the states has never been triggered before. Right? So why are you building all these checklists and parameters in there? Screw it! We don't have time! Call a convention! Call it in a red state. Call it in Tennessee. Call it in... Arizona. It's kind of purple. Call it in Texas. Call it in Florida. A lot of people want to go to Florida. Right? And let's go! Pull them out! <laughs> what are we waiting for? Be not afraid. I'm a grandma, sir. We, oh, well, there are people who <laughs> force the issue. I'm of the general patent school of government. Go, go, go! Ram it down those dirty bastards' throat! Excuse me, I'm quoting Patton, sort of. The, just for background, just so you know that this is not cockamamie stuff, okay? I, sometimes we have to go back in history and understand what the framers were thinking. So I want to take you back to the Virginia Constitution, which was the model for our Bill of Rights, in case you don't know. But in particular, Article 12, Section 1 delineates, and you folks in Virginia, you should know this, that you can directly amend your constitution. And the, and the way they've set it up in Virginia is by vote. I think there's a couple of ways to amend the constitution uh, of Virginia, in Virginia. But one of the ways is for people to be involved directly. Now, when they were setting up our constitution, the idea of a direct democracy was rejected. So when you have Kamala Harris, hee 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 hee, go out there and say, we're a democracy. We're not a democracy, Kamala. We're a representative republic and or a constitutional republic. So they didn't want to put a direct vote in there, but they wanted us to, to be able to amend the Constitution. That would be we the people through delegates to a constitution, uh, excuse me, a convention of the states. So you send delegates to this meeting. All a convention is is a meeting. That's all it is. So have a meeting. This is what I keep saying. Have a meeting. Invite all 50 states, choose your delegates, you have one vote, one state. Period. That's it. Oh, Graham, what if, uh, what if California tries to eliminate the Second Amendment? Oh, you know, I think they probably will try to eliminate the Second Amendment. But think about it. Okay? It takes 38 states to eliminate the Second Amendment. In September of 1787, while 
the Constitutional Convention was going on, although it was coming to an end, James Madison recorded in his notes George Mason speaking about the Constitution, in particular Article 5, and for the people to have a way to amend the Constitution when necessary without going through the Congress because George Mason, who was from Virginia and one of the authors of the Virginia Declaration of Rights, George Mason as many of the founders and framers believed, that government will become despotic. Mm -hmm. And so George Mason, that's why George Mason is my favorite founder. I can't call him a framer. I think he's a framer of the Constitution, but he didn't sign the Constitution because it didn't have the Bill of Rights in there. But he got what he wanted later on. We got the Bill of Rights. But he really was for individual salvation, individual liberty which is what this country is founded upon. And that's why George Mason is my guy. And I love Alexander Hamilton. I don't like that play. I don't want to see that play. I don't want to know about the play. Because I know, I, somebody said, why don't you go see the play? I don't want to, okay? Because I know my blood is going to boil. But I want to read you Alexander Hamilton writing in Federalist 85. Remember, Hamilton, Madison uh, were the primary authors of the Federalist Papers. And so here is Hamilton in Federalist 85. By the fifth article of the plan, that would be the Constitution they were coming up with, the Congress, with one S, will be obliged on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the states, at which present amount of to nine, to call a convention, there would be nine states, uh, nine out of 13 back then, to call a convention for proposing amendments which shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of the Constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the states or by conventions in three-fourths thereof. The words of this article are peremptory, which means they cannot be challenged. The Congress, with two S's there, shall call a convention. Nothing in this particular is left to the discretion of that body. What does he mean by that? It means that the Congress has no role here, except shall call a convention when the threshold is reached, which is two-thirds of the states. Now, this is where, for me, and I understand it's the the applications of the legislatures, but we're at 42. So we have 42 applications banked, right? So that means we're past the threshold of 34 states. And so if the legislatures do nothing and the Congress does nothing, then what do we do? So we're in this, we're in this no man's land, uncharted territory, no man's land. So I put it to you. What do you think we ought to do here. If the legislatures have applied already, but the Congress has not recognized these applications as hitting the threshold, what do we do? Well, this is where I say, don't fear the unknown. Don't do what you did in 2020 and 2021 over a simple little virus that has a death rate no more than the flu. I'm not saying you did it, but we know our neighbors did, and we know tens of millions of Americans were afraid. 
And that's why they caved. And that's why the governors caved in so many states and shut them down. And that's why the churches caved. That's why the Catholic Church caved. They were afraid. They violated their own tenet, the Catholic Church did, of do not be afraid. You are to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your church open, but no. And the schools caved. And the stores caved. And everybody caved because they were afraid. Fear not. Fear not. This is uncharted territory. So what I am suggesting to you is maybe what you're thinking by now. Let's go. Let's do a George Patton here. The heck with everything else and everyone else. Congress didn't do its job, so we're going to move on without them. Do you think Patton waited for anybody? Now, I don't know how accurate the movie was, which I love with George C. Scott, but, you know, there are times when Patton got slowed down, right? And he got ahead of his supply line, his gasoline for the tanks and such. We're not ahead of our supply line here. We are in the middle of a war for the heart and soul of this country. And the framers of the Constitution gave us a way to win this war. And by God, we need to do it. And I'll leave you with this on the fear not scale. From Ephesians 6. You familiar with Ephesians 6? Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, which is now, by the way, you may be able to stand your ground. We are standing our ground now. We are standing for the Constitution. We are standing for freedom. We are standing for liberty. We are standing for our founding. We are standing for the Christian Bible, which gave us, enumerated our rights our individual salvation and our individual rights is the foundation for our founding document is the Christian Bible. And our two commandments that we have, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor with all your heart, that's all you need. Based on that, we are standing our ground and the rest of Ephesians 6. So stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives of the Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.